Okay. So there's one thing I really like <clears throat> about this whole, I don't know, emotional processing kind of world. Especially ever since I've learned the vocabulary of like zones or like the pendulum thing, you know, where where when we're super relaxed we're in that green rest and digest space then when we're kind of te teetering from that space and kind of getting on edge a little bit then we go into a yellow zone right we're either going yellow to go towards red which is more of like a fight and flight space where it's like you're kind of like ragey a little bit <clears throat> or like just feeling like you need a you have all this negative energy that's built up right that needs to be used up or you go into the yellow zone towards the blue where it's not even that way. It's just that you're kind of frozen and you're just kind of needing to <clears throat> try to do things to boost some positive energy going on. <clears throat> and I guess I really like these concepts because it used to be that I would use up so much. I would get upset and I would be triggered and I'd get into all these different zones but I had no vocabulary to really talk about it. So mostly it was just, I would get into these zones and I would just feel lost. You know, I would never see, <clears throat> I just felt like I was in a black hole and I could never see that I had a ladder right there to climb my way out of it, right? I, I just kind of felt like I was stuck there and I had to wait until somebody else cared enough to want to pull me out of it, right? And thankfully, <clears throat> For a good chunk of my life, I did always have somebody around close by-ish within a day or so, right? To help pull me out of it. <clears throat> or even a phone call away, right? Like I had different things accessible to me, you know? And, and so that was available to me. But then somehow in the, you know, <clears throat> turning 20, moving out and living this life where I kind of developed a bit of a pride cycle space of like, oh no. Now I'm like an adult and I should know how to do what I need to do and I shouldn't need to ask for help necessarily or shouldn't really need, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so it kind of turned into this unhealthy space where I would still go into my black hole places but I, it, it was like I didn't even shout for help. Yes, I would every once in a while, right? <clears throat> I might write a letter to a person in my community that I knew could possibly help send some help to me. Or I might, like, call up some, like, volunteer people in my community and be like, Hey, <clears throat> could you help me with my dishes? Because, like, I am just, like, having such a hard time, right? And <clears throat> different things like that. I might, like, uh, be aware of that. <clears throat> but I didn't realize there could be a way that I could, you know, climb myself out. Like, and I tried different things. There was a time, like eight years ago was like the most intense time. And I'd try different things. I would like do jumping jacks or push-ups or run up and down the stairs just to try to use up all this negative energy, right? <clears throat> and then it would just eventually get to this point where I still had so much negative energy that I would need to cry it out. So I'd cry it out like every hour of the day. And I thought it was just going so crazy. I was like, I just feel like this is so off and so wrong. And, and so I'd go through all of that and I feel so embarrassed about it all. When I wonder what it would have been like if I had somebody in my life to be like, hey, it just so happens that, yeah, like you're really not in a rest and digest place. <coughs> you're almost always living in a red zone. <coughs> and, and 
one, a part of it is the awareness part. I believe in that, right? And just being aware of it can help start to just get a person's brain in the space of, okay, well, if this is something to be aware of, <coughs> then maybe, like, when I'm feeling a little better, what if I can brainstorm some things to make it a little bit more preventable, right? So that I don't have to feel like I'm always in red, right? What if, you know, it would just be so cool if I could time travel, right? And <coughs> be this person and be like, hey, just like after you do the, like after you make food and after you eat, like just do like 10 minutes of dishes. It's just going to make you waking up in the day so much better where you don't have to feel red right away. Maybe just yellow instead, right? Like, and if you do like 20 more minutes, maybe 30 more minutes, like you could possibly even wake up and maybe feel a little green. Like, because you don't feel like you have the world of weight and chores ahead of you for like the next six hours because you're really not great at it yet, right? And so <clears throat> that was like really interesting for me to just like kind of experience how I experience things today, go back eight years and think of like what it was like then, right? And just really start to see the gain over the gap, right? Like my husband loves that book, Gain Over the Gap, right? And it's just, it really is that. It's like, it's using my energy to be able to be so much more efficient in in seeing all that was and is the gain and all the gain that can be for the future, right? Rather than like using up all of my energy, all of my positive energy on things that in some ways thinking about the gap so much isn't so productive, isn't so helpful. It can kind of become depressing over a while. And, and if anything, I feel like when I think in the gain zone, it helps me go towards a rest and digest state. Whereas when I think in a, in a, like, in a, what's the other word? Gap. When I think in a gap zone, it actually does. It puts me into this place of either red or blue. It just does. You know, I'm either going to get, oh, like, I'm, I'm like not there yet. So I really need to push, push, push until I get there and like frantically just like tail spinning and running like a chicken with its head off until I get to a point where things are settled. Right. Or I'll go into that depressed mode of like, oh, like things aren't going great. And that means that like, I'm a terrible person and, and I shouldn't be, you know, trying and, and, you know, like I try to do my best. Like I was just there. I was just in the blue, like 30, 45 minutes ago because I had felt a trigger from something that brought out this base belief that like, it's so funny the way it works. The way it works for me is like, typically when I am triggered by somebody, it's typically because they have just done something that really just draws out from me a belief that I have about myself that's like similar to them, right? It's almost like this impact thing where it's like I can feel how someone else feels and then I tailspin a bit because I haven't totally dealt with those feelings in myself yet, right? So then there's a part of me that's like, overly focused on someone else and is somehow trying to micromanage them and think oh like that's like a sore spot and like I know that it's a sore spot because I understand how sore that feels 20 years later still trying to process those same feelings that I haven't been able to totally like 
let someone else bear all those burdens for me yet, right? And so that's kind of what it's about. It's like me learning to be this person to be like, yeah, I'm going to be hit with triggers at any time of the day, at any given moment. And what can I do to use up the negative energy or to increase my positive energy until I can go to get to a point where I where I can co-regulate with somebody that can help me really do the surgery part of the whole thing, right? So that's kind of cool. And just to even consider that, like, we can grow out of our situations. Like, eight years ago, I was so stuck, I did not believe I could grow out of it. I was just like, yeah, this is going to be the end. Like, this is just not going to progress any more than this. Like, wow. I thought I was going to be able to do more with my life, right? And then it got to this point where, like, finally there was light. There was light coming in. It was coming through growth, right? It was coming through just, like, breaking up the patterns and, and just, like, just leaning into the faith, leaning into the hope, and just, just, I really had to white-knuckle myself through different situations where it was, like, so much hopelessness and despair and constant like drudgery and obligation and all of these things and and thankfully I was able to come out of it and and be able to see and look back and be like totally I don't have regrets about living that life right because it has helped me become who I needed to become right and it has helped me to be able to have deep deep compassion for other people that might come into those same shoes at one point in my path and I can recognize them for who they are and what they're struggling through. And I can notice that like, if I can give anything to them, I totally will because I, I hoped and prayed that I would get help whenever I was in those situations. I would always pray every day, be like, please help me have somebody that cares to want to help me because I really don't know how to help myself. Like that was, I was so desperate so so desperate for anybody that would just be compassionate like I just felt like a beggar most of the time because I was just so not resilient and so dependent and so vulnerable and so raw and so inexperienced and so so many things right and now for some reason eight years later I get to be this other person that's like yes I still go through my moments right but they're more far and few in between right like, it used to be every hour of the day. Now it's like, you know, sometimes I'll go days without going into a red, right? That's pretty cool. You know, when I first started learning about this stuff and just really starting to gain awareness, I went, like, weeks without going into a red, right? Like, that was just unheard of for me. And so I'm just so over the top, like, wow, this is such a beautiful life, to be able to keep growing into and leaning into. And I'm just really excited about it, actually. Like, actually. I'm actually really excited about it. So last year I chose a word for my word of the year. It was my exciting word to start out with. Because I was like, I really appreciate living an exciting, enthusiastic attitude about my life. Right? So then I was like, I'm going to use the word soaring. That's my word for the year. Right? And, and then eventually, like six months later, I was like, okay, actually, I need soaking. I need soaking. I need to feel like I can just totally relax, soak, and just restore kind of thing, right? I spent the first six months just 
preparing and ramping myself up. And then the last six months, basically just like kind of trying to just, just hold it all together. Right. <laughs> um, but also just like, just deeply be able to, to feel the healing that comes from restoring. Right. Like, and I felt like soaking was one of the best words to use for that. This coming year, I'm kind of leaning into a few things. I have another book that I'm going to be reading recently or like next, a couple books actually that I hope will give me a little bit more inspiration about a word that will be powerful enough to be able to embody what I really hope for in this coming year, right? And and I feel like a lot of it is kind of this letting go kind of feeling. Not letting go in a neglectful kind of way or in a like giving up kind of way but kind of like letting go in a trusting kind of way, right? Like I wouldn't be surprised if my word is trusting, right? Not in a naive kind of way, not in a, you know, like any of those things, but like a trusting and, and a, like leaving something at an altar, right? Like, like being able to, to realize that I have something to offer and, and that I can leave it and trust that it will be received as it is ready or not. And, and also like I can leave things at an altar with the hope that it will be used to be able to transform into something even better, to be an even greater blessing moving forward. And, and I can put in my tiny, like simple effort that I can make, right? And it can be magnified and and grown and produced into something even further, right? But I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't willing to be trusting, right? Like, you know, I, I also like the word willingness, right? I like the word humble. I like the word seeking. I like all of these different words that that are just deeply meaningful words to me that kind of embody and encompass this, this spirit of, like, meekness but in, in like a powerful meekness, right? Like this meekness that is just all about faith in Jesus Christ, right? And who he was and is and how I can become a little bit more like him, right? I don't need to be him. I don't need to pretend that I'm perfect and, and be this person that can do what he does, but I can be like him. And I hope that some of these words, whichever one I choose to try to prioritize, like they will, they will assist me in, in my journey to want to become like him.